Domestics. It's Monday, January the 8th. We've just had a, a huge weekend of the Road National Championships from Ballarat, uh, held there for the very last time under the current uh, season, I guess, that current series. But I am hearing it could return to the city uh, that's held the Road Nats since 2002. So I guess in some ways the end of an era, but watch this space. G'day, I'm Mike Tomolaris. Great to have you along. Welcome wherever you're listening. I guess you could call this episode uh, of The Domestiques an emergency edition. We weren't planning on doing anything today, but we have because uh, the demand is there. And the reason being the team is super excited. I know I am, Hollywood. I think you are too. We're excited after witnessing a tremendous women's elite road race. And what makes it even more honourable is that our very own Matilda Reynolds... She played a starring role in the Elite Road Race. What do you reckon, Hollywood? God, you, you talk it up. <laughs> oh, God, I'll tell you what, I, I, this is not a word of a lie. No. I came, I went for a ride myself. This is not a lie. I turned it on just as I turned it on. Matilda had just gone off the front. I just went, holy fire truck. So did I. And, and, then she, and then I saw your message come through and she was 10, 15 metres off. Yep. And then I just, I just, I know yeah. her well, and I just saw, I just could see, uh oh, uh oh, this is like, you know, when someone dies and they get rigor mortis and they're dead and they just start shaking Mate, and kicking. I think I that was, was dead rigor mortis that. kicking in. I was dead before that. I was just, uh, yeah, trying to make something. Nothing. Well, tell us, tell us exactly what you're. <laughs> tell, tell us. Uh, hey team. Hey, thanks so much for having me. Sorry, I'm, I'm a bit flat today. Is uh, yeah, I think there's well, the race uh, is two views from my perspective. There's my view from from inside the race, which was a little bit challenging, but the external view was one of the most exciting uh, road nats oh, yeah. that we've witnessed in the women's race. So I'll give you my view first, and then you know, obviously how it unplayed. But I think um, you know, I think the difference is as well why there wasn't an early solidified break is because everyone's good. You know, no one is willing to really let anyone up the road um, because of the risk of how, you know, strong majority of the peloton is. And so it also made it quite... um, it was really sketchy the first four or five laps uh, and because it started getting wet, there was a lot of like few screams in the peloton, few touches of wheels, uh, you know, there was a few saves and so it was a very nerve-wracking bunch and we all knew that it was going to come down similar to last year to the last few laps and, you know, everyone saw Sarah Giganti go to the front and whisper something in uh, in Anya Lowe's ear and she pretty much sent out the bat, the bat signal to say, hey, Ray, ramp it up. I'm going to attack. We all knew it. There was nothing we could do about it though. Uh, And so personally for me, you know, it it is difficult joining a new team and coming in within 24 hours, new bike, new kit. We were tinkering with the bike just before I took to the start line. I'm not giving excuses. I'm just telling it how it was for me. And, um, and look, I was, I was a bit flat from a very big week of, of wedding and travel. Um, but I managed it just as best as I could. And uh, I, I'm slightly disappointed. I couldn't be with that front group because I've trained, I've lost weight. I'm, I'm in the best shape I've been in. Um, and I just didn't really have the energy to be there. But 
So that was from me and I was just really trying to get in front of the race and I knew I'd been dropped on one of the climbs and there was no point in me hanging on to get dropped again. I tried to bridge between the two groups and I was stuck between the first and second group for, for at least two laps. Um, but from the external point of view, what an exciting race. Like you guys got oh, to see on TV, so the good. drops, the attacks, they're all coming together. How was it for you guys? Uh, Tills, look, can I just say, just back to you. I mean, you and Sarah Giganti just lit up the race like no one else. And, yeah. <laughs> and, and Hollywood, I think Tills really uh, followed our instructions from last week. I told her, we told her, make sure you get some TV time. I saw more of Tills on the television coverage than I did of any other rider. And that included the winner, Ruby Roseman Gannon. Oh, they loved her, but I think I know why she was tired. Because I saw on her social media <laughs> her playing the drums on Friday night at a wedding in a band. She was in the band on the drums playing I, the drums. I said to the, I said to the band, <laughs> I've got to go. I've got to go. It's 10.30. I need to go home. They go, no, we're just going to have a quick break and then you've got to play. You've got to Because I absolutely let it slip. I was like, oh, if you need a drummer, I can play. And they're like, you can't let that go. And yeah, so you were quick, good. Quick, I did a quick Sweet Home Alabama and I, try, I got out of that reception early in like, like quotation marks. I think they kicked on until one o'clock but i was i was at home by 11 so what, anyway. what was your what was your actual now that the race is over you, yeah. can you tell everyone what was your role like were you one of the people for the win or did you have to uh, mark attacks uh, what, what did Pat yeah, so, say to you? Uh, one of the people i was looking to follow was actually amber pate so we sort of had a few riders like it there's no point in going off the front without a trick and jaco rider it's not going to work it's not going to stay away you're just you know you're signing yourself up for a suicide mission but after a few laps you could start to see so one point coming into the finish line on one of the laps which really hurt me the next time up the hill I got off the front with Amber and Brody Chapman and um, so that was a good one but I think Anya Lowe and some others brought us back just before the finish so my our role we had a few riders that were going for the break and a few riders that were sticking with the peloton but you could see after the first few laps Jayco were all in on going for the finish like whittling it down just going with the moves and then looking to look for break opportunities later in the race rather than going for a break earlier on um, so yeah we really tried to get ahead of the break but then once we got stuck between those two groups then I was sort of focusing on under 23 a little bit as well that was in my mind uh, with the team we had Hayley Fuller that came in second for that with Neve Bradbury winning so yeah what about the results the uh, the podium Ruby Roseman Gannon winning um, just remind me who came second uh, yeah so Loretta Hanson came right, yes. second Loretta Alex Hansen. Manley was third but that I'm an amazing ride from her you know she, she swiddles between being a domestique and then riding for herself and from what I saw of the coverage after the race you know where she was going off the front and in breaks you know I think that um that really, she did a fantastic ride. I, I like that sprint finish was really difficult because it was a tailwind. So it, like you could hardly get out of the saddle because we we're going so fast through there. Like I, I actually needed bigger gears um, to sprint through that finish where I opted for some smaller gears for the climb. Um, and so yeah, it was it was really interesting. Like I, I know Grace Brown worked really hard to bring that bunch back, and for those three riders to be off the front. Um, what was it, Spratty, Ruby mm -hmm. Rose McGannon, and 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 like. 
and Eve Bradley went across to that as well. Mm. Um, they started sort of, you know, mucking around a little bit, looking at one another, and then the whole thing came back together. And for Ruby to go again, I think, like in the men's race, the best rider on the day uh, won, which you don't often see in Bunningong um, sometimes. Mm. There can best be rider or best bike? Oh, what a great day it is. All I saw was <laughs> Giant splashed across my screen. Yeah, and Liv, Liv and Giant, fantastic. It just shows what the best bike is in Australia, I guess. Till. Does it, Matilda? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that's, there wasn't enough people on Cervelo to really go for it. Hey, Till, 11 <laughs> riders, 11 riders contested the sprint finish. I haven't seen that in recent years. It was a huge number. Yeah, yeah, it's been a few years since uh, since it's been that big, really, and there hasn't been a solo rider off the front. So, yeah, I think it just made it so exciting um, for, you know, the, the, the everyone watching and so many opportunities. But to win Road Nats, to win that on that particular course, you can only do so much. It has so much to do what everyone else does. Mm. Like so many pieces have to fall into place. People have to sit up. People have to go with you. People have to chase you down. Like there's just so many sliding door moments mm. that um, lead to that particular win. And so, um, but I'm really glad that we got such a worthy winner. And what about, what about you, Tills, looking, uh, moving forward? You really performed outstandingly in that one race. You've got the T to you coming up. You told us a couple of weeks ago that you weren't sure what your future after the T to you would be. Uh, at Bridge Lane, the the events of, uh, of Bunningong has certainly given you a lot of encouragement, I would imagine. Yeah, I think I'm happy with how I went. Like, honestly, I should have been with that front group, so I can't be too stoked. Um, but it, it's just I managed with what I could with the cards I had. And so that it was okay. It wasn't spectacular. It was just okay. It wasn't reflective of what I've trained for. But I think I'm so fortunate that I now get the best week of, you know, one of the best weeks on the bike in the year um, at TDU to really I get, you know, a few days of rest and recovery and, um, and just get back on top of my health and then yeah get to go again at TDU in what will be it's stage racing is so much different from one day racing and then I'm also racing Cadell's and that is just a fantastic we all know what we're in for with Cadell's trying to get up that Chalambra um, street twice whatever it's called and mm. uh, so that's really exciting and then the finale in in, in the Melbourne to Warney. so I'm really so grateful that that was just the beginning it's so hard to get it right for one day and I'm um, really glad we get a few more opportunities. So, How did you go? Now, this is a serious mm. question. How did you go? Because you obviously ride SRAM all the time. How did you go going to Shimano? Was it no dramas? No, it's no dramas. I've like, I've really enjoyed it. It is really fast. The Shimano chain, like the changing through the gears, I think it's really positive for them and I haven't dropped my chain. But I will say it's just a bit the brain. There's a few times, particularly yeah, when I'm going from the big yep. and small ring that I've fucked that I didn't do it, I got, got it wrong. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, so, um, yeah, it's just the brain just hasn't quite, ha hasn't quite automatically uh, got on top of it yet. But um, yeah, I've got a few days now and I just, I'm going to go see Total Rush tomorrow and just really try to dial in a bit of a fit um, for me. And so, yeah, looking forward to it. The Cervelo felt When do you go great. to Adelaide? When do you go? Oh, uh, Wednesday, fly, to, fly oh, Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. So we start Friday, yeah. <laughs> Well, before we uh, dissect the men's road race, I have to tell you about our sponsors, our sponsors who are responsible for allowing us to take the domestics 
to the TDU. Yes, we will be there. We will be there in the flesh. And thank you to Ords Minette, the Financial Wealth Management Group. And speaking from experience, my financial future is secure. Yes, it is. Thanks to uh, Richie Staunton and the team at Ords in Adelaide. Why? I don't lie about my age. Uh, I've reached a certain <laughs> age, and that is 60 plus, unlike Hollywood, who is 50 plus. 40. 40. I'm, I'm actively involved in riding my bike. I want to have fun, and that doesn't include working every day till I drop dead. So if you're like me, get onto Ords. And although Richie runs the Adelaide office, he'll look after you from wherever you may be located. And a big thank you also to uh, Honan, who have been with us since day one. Lawrence and the team, uh, I believe, will be in Adelaide. And uh, who knows, Hollywood, you might be riding with them on these uh, bunch rides. Uh, have you got anything planned? Oh, no, nothing planned as yet. But can we talk about the Black Sheep ARA sponsors jersey that I've seen just came out this week? They've got their own ARA, have done, which is a National Road Series team. They have uh, Black Sheep, uh, their sponsors of that team, the apparel sponsor. I noticed that there's a, a fan jersey you can buy, which looks very nice. So that's good. Mm. They okay. look great on the road, eh? Yeah, they, yeah, they do. It does like look an... good. Mike would look good in an ARA jersey, actually. You'd look good in one, Mike. Put your hand in your pocket and get one, saying you're financially uh, secure from Ward, as you said. <laughs> Touche. Okay, I'll pay for one. I'll pay for one. You heard it here first. Let's talk about the men's race. Now, the women's race, of course, grabbed the headlines in terms of entertainment, mm. excitement, and thrills. That wasn't the case in the men's road race. A 100 kilometer attack oh. launch it was boring but that's sport i guess you can't predict these things mm. in a in a race that runs for what four to five hours um plappy and uh chris harper they just smashed everybody and i guess it's an indication we expected it we expected it from uh, jaco alula but did we expect the domination such a domination from start to finish <clears throat> I did. I picked it. I said Harper or Platt, so I was right. And sometimes the most dominant performances, unfortunately, are the most boring because they, like you said, they dominated. And everyone, I had friends over at my place to watch it, and the big everyone was waiting around just to see who was going to get it, whether they'd sprint for it, who, whether Harper would get the gift. I correctly picked. Uh, against the TV commentators that it would be Plap because I thought there's no way he's going to come across from um, Ineos and um, uh, what's his name who's there? Uh, John Travaux who's won three who was in integral in getting him across to Green Edge was they were just going to let him roll over and give it to Harper. I think uh, younger bit of history and part of a uh, rewarded coming across they were going to give it to him if it did come to that situation and it played out exactly how I thought and hats off to Chris Harper he was fantastic and boy he looks good he's so lean mm. I, kinda... I think uh, yeah I think the best like you could really see that um, Platt was the strongest rider mm. on the day like he I don't know why he was still riding so hard and putting Chris Harper to the sword <laughs> With six minute gap, like Chris Harper had to go up to him to say, "Mate, just ease back a bit." We're up six minutes, and so yeah. I think for the best, right? But I was on the ground for the first few laps, and oh, it was disgusting. God, they were going hard. I was just like, "God, I'm not male." Oh, it was so hard, and like, yeah, they just were tearing it up. And then in the first break, like they they were just all over it, like a fat kid in a donut. It was just ridiculous. Like they were just. 
There were mm-hmm. on the first break there were two Jayco riders. In the next break there was another Jayco rider. Like it was just and then they just rode off the front. Like gosh, there must have been a lot of men yesterday who only got a handful of laps, if that. Yeah. Like, you know, Jimmy Whelan didn't even get a chance. He just oh, no. you know, he and I think suffocated. because because they all you know, they've always said, Oh, you gotta wait, you gotta bide your time. Yeah. You know, when if Jimmy had ridden like he's ridden the last few years and going off the front, he probably could have been in the fight a bit more but honestly with 120k to go I turned it off for a while and tuned back in as you said Hollywood for the last 20k just just to see who rolled across the line just on that only 18 riders managed to finish Oh, wow. what a waste of time. Yeah, what a waste of time. Oh, Seriously, so honestly, oh. Jayco meant business and they they did not come to fuck around. They yeah. were serious from the get-go. They meant business. They really wanted to win this to send a message. And as Plap said afterwards, Green Edge is back. So, oh, yeah, And that's really, really important, good. Hollywood, that like, I know, you know, we muck around with our love and hate. Or it, like, it's, it's actually yeah. really important for Australian cycling that that team, you know, wins these type of events and and holds the Australian jersey and can represent that as the Australian team in the World Tour peloton. So it's it's really positive for um you know Australian cycling I think and 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 for that team to be you know owned by an Australian and and have an Australian professional license. Mm. So yeah, I think it was a great result mm. to be honest. And we need them to be winning. Like we need them mm. to be doing well. We need that team for the future of cycling. So yeah, hopefully it just gets better and better for them so this year. It's important that uh, Jaco Alula does dominate the TDU. Of course, this is part of the World Tour. Um, this, c- compared to teams of the past, how does this one, how does this squad look? <clears throat> For TDU, it's good. Mm. Well, you got Simon Yates, who was, he, what, he got second last year. Did he second or third last yeah, year? Second, and then yeah. you, you're adding Platt to that. Cal O'Brien's in the team this year for it. So... Harper mm. obviously back. Like Caleb. I think they've got a Caleb's Caleb. Yeah. Yeah, like, in the crit. Best, in the best, crit. Yeah, best, best oh. squad they've got for a, a long time. I, yeah, really, really mm. strong team. All right. And with the women's, I would say um, they've all trained. They, they would be the fittest team on the line. It'll just be, yeah, how they go. It was it was a, amazing to see Cecilia Utrelubrig in the uh, oh, on, yeah, in the crowd handing, handing yes. out bottles. And I, I just had to pull her up because no one was really like, I was like, we've got to give this woman some attention. I had to ask her a selfie and just let her know that we all know who she is. We're just being you should have got her on the podcast. She should <laughs> yeah. be on today. <laughs> should have got a I know I should have got a news grab I was a bit wasn't quite thinking straight by then but Mike the crit Ruby Rose McGannon did a repeat on Friday night what a way to win to um cross the oh, line yeah. uncontested I too. said to her oh and then Caleb did you see the crash oh, yeah. or the yeah, behind of I did. you guys sent some great footage the behind yeah, video that's sickening, of that is so Caleb honestly he got whacked from the left he just pinballed into um, someone else and uh, the poor case rider and then was able to just jump back in the race. The way he handled himself. Yeah, Graham Frizzly was Frizz. one who crashed. Oh, Par- apparently it was he touched wheels and that he fell and he as he fell, he bumped into Frizzly, threw Frizzly off the side and then oh. that was a sickening crash. The yeah. behind angle where he just spins around like a spinning oh. top. It's but like, also oh, the damn. crowd, the, or the, the CA were lucky there because they had no barriers oh, yeah. there. And there should be barriers all the way up. Definitely. Um, that Definitely. that section. And so to hit people, we were concerned about the spectators that those riders yeah. hit. But uh, 
Yeah, and then just finally, just to add, I think um, it was very emotional, the start of the women's race for them to have, which we needed to do a, a minute's silence for Ms. Melissa Hoskins on, um, you know, they read out her almost obituary it, and it was um, Kate Bates was only just holding it together. And honestly, to take you behind the scenes, majority of the pros on that start line were absolutely bawling. Like it was mm. to go through that type of emotion on the start line and then just go, all right, 10 seconds, five, four, three, two, one, mm. bang. Mm. It was yeah. a lot. And I just full credit to them for getting around and, and, and showing like amazing respect and, you know, celebrating her life in the best way possible. Yeah. Well said. Well said. And, uh, you know, when you start a big race like that, there's a lot of anticipation, a lot of excitement. But uh, when Melissa was uh, paid tribute to, uh, I guess the mood was a lot different. It certainly was where I, where I was watching. I, ca I can't imagine what the mood would have been like uh, where you were, Tills. So uh, well done to Cycling Australia and the city of Ballarat for putting that together. And, and, was and, there and, protesters? Was there protesters that started yeah, the Yeah, there was. There was uh, Palestine protesters, but they were easily and quickly disposed of by... Oh, really? Uh, yes. I saw yeah, them yeah. up on the hill. No, well, you did, I saw... Yeah. They, were, they were planning on doing uh, making Wait. some disruption at the start. Uh, were they Jewish? Oh, look, they were dressed oh, in oh, Jew? No, no. no, different. No, no, there was those people there as well. Oh, that was But there confusing. was uh, Palestinian protesters at the start, which I don't understand. It's not televised at the start, so I don't... Think uh, they well, sought that, 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 that through? They too. didn't know. <laughs> hey, a couple of other little no. tidbits. Uh, you saw uh, Cecile Uthrup Ludwig uh, uh, Tills. Uh, I noticed mm. Alan Piper was there as well. He was honoured mm. at the uh, the Mayo Jean Club dinner, and great to see uh, Big Al in Australia. He's been through the horrors with his bout of cancer, which I guess he's in remission right now. He won't be at the TDU, unfortunately, going to the tour of Langkawi. But uh, it's great that we are honouring Alan Piper. And I think he'll be involved in a team um, during the World Tour this year. I just can't remember which Isn't one. Is he with Jaco? He's with Jaco. He's with Jaco, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's, he's, he's an advisor at Jaco. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so just for recapping, uh, a clean sweep for the Jaco Alula team. Mm. Plappy, Harper and Kelland O'Brien picking up the, the crumbs uh, for the sprint. Love Cal. Oh, and just a shout out to Elliot Schultz for Bridge Lane in that men's race. Um, yeah, for him to well. be only the only domestic um, domestic rider, I was about to say domestic, domestic rider um, in that final sort of fighting top five surrounded by pros. Mm. It was a, you know, really hope, hopefully the, the team managers have a look at that. But yeah, fantastic ride by him for I'm sure. I'm really happy that Ballarat, the city of Ballarat has done so much for the Nationals over the last 20-odd years, but I'm really glad, I think, uh, that, mm. th that they're moving on. And I'll say that because yeah, as a non-Victorian, I find the whole carnival very Victoria-centric. And I think cycling in Australia in general, as an outsider looking in, I'm being quite fair here, is very Victoria-centric. I'm told that the Road Nationals next year will be in Perth, uh, I, I don't necessarily agree with the uh, city location of the city, but it's something fresh. It's something new. It's away from it's Victoria, good. and it's more national. And I think it'll. Uh, Why hasn't it been announced? Uh, I thought it was uh, going to be announced uh, yesterday. Yeah, so did I. I've, I've done a bit of research. It's going to be announced in two weeks' time. So and and part. Oh, of, you're joking. No, well, that's what I've been wow. told by uh, somebody very, very close to uh, the nationals. Tills, you made a good point yesterday. Uh, the Nationals next year will be held, we believe, in February after the TDU, after the Cadell race, and there's a good reason for that. 
Well, yeah, Hollywood said the same thing. He had that heard the same rumor that. Um, but yeah, we both understand that it would be held after um, Cadell's. So the pros uh, go through Perth on their way to to Europe. So it's not as big a jump. Um, you know, if it's really important that they get the professionals there, I think um, it, it's going to be really big for the domestic um, the, the domestic teams. It'll be like if you look at a team like Bridge Lane, they have over they have juniors under twenty men's and women's as does ACA so I actually don't know how it's going to work for them and they are the bread and butter if those teams did those two teams did not exist cycling in Australia I'm sorry would not be in like you would not have any type of national racing um so yeah I think it'll be interesting how they can afford to get well over 50 like 50 personnel from each team over there um but yeah we'll see it would be great if there can be if they're putting out the money if some support can be offered to those teams so it'll be a very expensive exercise though if it is in Perth and I believe it will be in Perth but apart from that Tills uh the fact that the nationals will be held after the TDU and after the Cadell race the Aussie Will be, the Aussies will be match fit, won't they? Bring Ready it on. Like, it's bloody tough. The first week of Jan. Like, fuck. Six mm. of Jan. Like, it's bloody tough. No one, no other country does it. Um, New Zealand used to, and they moved theirs to February. The pros requested it be moved later, um, and theirs is now early February. So, that bring that on. Uh, that would be great. And and if it does work out, it means Plap and Ruby get a few more extra weeks in uh, yeah. in the jersey now as well. Yeah, they'll be wearing the uh, jersey mm. twice at the TDU <laughs> yeah. and the Cadell race this year and next year. Yeah, yeah, get a few extra months. But yeah, so yet to see. But yeah, from every, it's got to be Perth or Southeast Queensland. Is mm. is it's the two front well, runners. Well, I've now. I've heard the rumor Luke is going to request to have white bib. So I'm hoping <laughs> uh, Jayco allow him to have that. That's a rumor I've heard that he'll request white bib. So I hope he does. I hope he because uh, he'll look. Oh, geez, you look good. So would bibs. Ruby to be he fair. Really I don't know if she'd yes. go that oh, of far. Of course, to, I don't know if she's that. Type I don't think of she is. But well. um, yeah, and and to be honest, I know. Mike, you're going about being very Victorian, but for the winner, both of the winners to both be from the same club, from Brunswick yeah. Cycling Club, yeah. it was pretty insane. Oh yeah, I, I do. Under, that I understand. definitely has to be acknowledged. And also, um, we we called it out, but we said something must have happened to Sarah Giganti in that time trial. It was disappointing. Yes. She, to the fact that she was only three minutes down in that time trial on a road bike was pretty insane. Like she she will win the Wollonga stage. She is Really? Yeah. Mm. Absolutely flying. So yeah, it would be exciting TDU and some great names. They're all arriving. The hype is building. Uh, it's exciting. Just one more thing on the television coverage, which I thought was uh, quite outstanding technically. It was great that they uh, honoured and brought on the air Liz Heppel. I mean, much has spoken about the Aussie blokes who have done so well, the likes of Cadell, Robbie, Stewie O'Grady, Brad McGee, the list just goes on and on and on. But Liz Heppel is a pioneer in her own right. She won a stage or stages and dominated the world tour uh, back before Cadell, back before Robbie, back before mm. Stewie. And it was great that they honoured her and uh, recognised her, acknowledged her. I think she also made an appearance on the stage, on the podium um, at Buninyong. So uh, well done. Not too many uh, people under the age of 50, Hollywood, know too much about uh, our, our, uh, honest, our women pioneers. Uh, look, I'll be honest, I had no idea who she was when 
they were talking about. I was like all of us at my place. No one knew who she was. Never heard of her. So sorry. Well, there you go. But, but shout out to I know I know you guys all got bored by it, but pour one out for the commentators. Like honestly, trying to commentate on a hundred k break, mm. it was shit. Yeah, I, I, so I, I've learned a well. lot about I've learned a lot about the Hawthorne Cycling Club and the Brunswick <laughs> Cycling Club as a non yeah, and, and, and uh, I was gonna say as a non Victorian. Thank you, but uh, let's cater for a national audience. <laughs> yeah. Hey, listen, Hollywood, just one thing. I've got a mate who listens religiously to the domestics. His name's Bill Fonseca. He's a regular listener. And he said to me on a bunch ride yesterday, I didn't hear too much of, uh, of Hollywood, oh, yeah. Hollywood uh, in the last episode. <laughs> What's going on there? He said you were pretty quiet. <laughs> oh, it's because my uh, uh, black sheep headquarters who produce it unplugged my microphone so I was because <laughs> they got sick of me so they unplugged me <laughs> no well done for bringing that up Mike I was listening and then we we're having this great conversation about apparel which no one will ever hear because Hollywood's Mike just disappeared and uh, it just ended up being you and me Mike and the <laughs> podcast was quickly edited to finish so nah, anyway thanks everyone for bearing with us we yeah. will continue to have audio problems uh we can promise you that but uh we appreciate everyone listening. we're doing our best and thanks for listening and d d don't forget to subscribe to the domestics tell your friends don't just uh, rely give us some good reviews yeah. give us some good reviews on apple or that say we're good just lie and pretend that we're good just say we're good hey Jules, one more time congratulations to you good uh, luck yes good luck. people's champ good luck at the tdu and yes. uh, it'll be great to hear Interesting to hear your insights after uh, every stage during the women's race and, of course, the men's race. But uh, you're one of only you're the only one of us of the team at the domestics who have actually stuck their head in a peloton, a proper peloton, Hollywood. <laughs> I, I, my, yeah, yeah, I know. I do hell ride. That's proper. <laughs> Mike, are you are you going to uh, are you going to be riding out to the Wollonga Hill stage? Yeah, I'll, I'll do that. I, I won't be as because then we all three of us could ride back together. Yeah. That would be quite good. We'll, we'll have to protect Matilda because there'll be the fans <laughs> who want to get near Matilda, so we'll have to do a guard of honour. But we'll, I'm going to ride out to Alunga on Sunday and then ride back with Matilda and hopefully you, and then we'll record record an episode. Let's do that. Fantastic. But just one thing: I don't average 34 kilometres per hour on a push bike. Oh. So I'll just bring an e-bike. You, e you do that. You do. You will that day, Mike. You will that day. Yeah, yeah. you All will. Right. All right, team. Thanks, Thanks so guys. Much. All right, thank you. Thanks, Cheers. Black Sheep. Bye. Bye. The Domestics. The Domestics by Black Sheep Cycling.